Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. Friend, welcome to another broadcast. And you know, I set these broadcasts up so that you can listen to them uh, in any order. You know, they're available on our website as well. And you can get a log of every previous radio broadcast or podcast, and you can access that at any time. And you know, I'm going to read from the second part of John. This is really about the spirit of truth. And you know, when I read the King James, I read a a sort of a more modernized version subconsciously. I know that's a little strange, maybe, but... um, it makes it a little easier to read. I'm just changing the there, thee, thou's into more modern words, but I'm not changing the actual text. Now, let's pick up verse 20 of John 14. Now, remember that this is the time when Jesus is going to go to the cross. He's going to have to die for man. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for a God who's wanting to die for us. But he's going to leave the disciples, and they're worried. But he says he's not going to leave them comfortless in verse 18. And uh, he's been with these people for almost three years, and uh, they are concerned. But Jesus is reassuring them. Amen. Let's pick it up in verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you see me, because I live, you also shall live. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You know, friend, do you love God? You should be keeping his commandments. And you say, well, I can't obey the law. Yeah, that's true. There were 613 laws given. The whole purpose was the law could not be obeyed. It couldn't be followed to the letter. The law was the schoolmaster that brought us to Christ. We couldn't do all of the laws, okay? And if you break one of the laws, then you haven't fulfilled all of them, all right? But the Ten Commandments, people ask me, should I be obeying the Ten Commandments? And the answer is absolutely. Because if you love God and love people, you'll be obeying the Ten Commandments automatically. Now, in Exodus 20, we had the first set of commandments, right? And then Moses destroyed them. And then in Deuteronomy, we had another set given by the Lord. And of course, Deuteronomy means second law because it's the reissuing of what was actually given to Moses on Mount Sinai. But these commandments are in reference to obedience vertically and horizontally. The first four laws are with regard to God, and the remaining six concern people. So we have the commandments that go vertical for the first four, and then the remaining six are lateral. So as we love God and receive of him vertically, we then transfer his love laterally. And friend, if you are obeying the Holy Spirit on a day-to-day basis, you will automatically obey all of the Ten Commandments, okay? Verse 22, then Judas said unto him, uh, not the Iscariot, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, if a man loves me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings and the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. Friend, there it is again. If you love God, you need to keep his sayings and you need to be a doer of the word of God. Amen. 
These things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you, right? So Jesus is still present with them, but he's about to leave. And here is his comfort. In verse 26, it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Friend, as you study God's word, the Holy Spirit is going to bring to your remembrance the things that you have studied in your devotional time. Many times I have sat there and a question has come to me and the Holy Spirit has quickened my mind and brought me the very scripture I needed in my own personal life or if someone is asking me a question. And the comforter, friend, that is a multifaceted word. That word is parakletos. The paraclete is what lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit, the comforter, okay? Now, if you look up that word in the Amplified, the multifaceted aspect of that word is revealed. But in the Amplified of John fourteen twenty six, it says, But the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, and Standby. That's seven facets of this precious Holy Spirit. Amen. He has so many roles in our life. If only we would get acquainted with him. All right. Not acquainted with a parakeet that's in the kitchen in the cage. Right. We're not talking about the parakeet. We're talking about the paraclete today. And that paraclete, friend, is, oh, you need to get to know him because there's so many benefits for knowing him. Right. You know, when you comfort somebody, it means to give strength, hope, and good cheer. We all need comfort now and again. And God is an encourager. And the Holy Spirit is an encourager. God the Father is described as the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. It says that in 2 Corinthians 1.3, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And he is a comforter, friend. You know, we just need to become acquainted with our comforter. And then, you know, a counselor, and that's another role of the Holy Spirit, is a friend or person trained to give guidance on personal, social, or even psychological problems or issues. And friend, we need counsel now and again. We need some assistance. The Holy Spirit is accessible for us in guidance, but we must become acquainted with him. This guidance is accessible via the inner witness. Now, I call it intuition or the gut feeling. It's the knowing on the inside. Have you ever felt something and you knew it to be true, but it wasn't revealed to your senses yet? It's like this deep down gut feeling that this is going to happen. I believe that's the Holy Spirit showing you things to come. It talks about that in John sixteen thirteen that there's a knowing that this is the way this outcome is going to go. Okay, And the inner witness is how I'm led by the Spirit probably 80% of the time. The remaining 20% is the still small voice of the Spirit. Okay, Remember I talked in previous broadcasts about John chapter 10 and the fact that we are sheep and we know and hear the voice of Jesus. So there's no excuse for saying God doesn't talk to me. It's because you haven't practiced listening. And then we have the intercessor. Okay, to intercede is to intervene between parties with a view to reconciling differences. You know, when circumstances in life are contrary to God's word, the Holy Spirit acts as an intercessor with groanings that cannot be uttered to come alongside you and plead on your behalf to the Father until the situation works together for good. 
Okay, now it talks about that in Romans chapter 8 as well, and we're going to talk about that separately later. The onus, however, is on us to pray, and the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us when we pray. But if we don't pray, we could restrict the Spirit moving on our behalf. You know, John Wesley said one time, it's almost as if God can't do anything until we pray. Okay, maybe that's harsh. (laughs) Maybe God can do some stuff. But friend, when I've prayed and when I've seen other people come together in unity and pray in unison, oh, God moves, friend. God moves. Remember when Peter was in prison, the whole church was praying for him. They gave themselves over to fasting and prayer, and he escaped because an angel delivered him. But that was only after they all came together in prayer. And it's so powerful, friend. So let me remind you again the seven aspects of the Holy Spirit. He's a comforter, he's a counselor, he's a helper, intercessor, an advocate, strengthener, and standby. And that word advocate is is probably not well known to us. But Jesus is your defense attorney. An advocate is one that supports or promotes the interests of another or pleads the cause of another before a judicial court. Jesus is defending you, friend. Against what, you might ask? Against Satan, the accuser of the brethren. That's what his name means. He comes against you, but Jesus rises to your defense in the heavenly courts. Wow, thank you, Lord. However, if we harbor unconfessed sin and we've chosen to walk into the flesh, Satan can have some legal rights to your life. That is why 1 John 1, 9 is in the Bible. We must confess our willful sin and then we're restored to righteousness and then reestablished in our identity in Christ. It's very important that you keep a clean slate with God, that you keep a clean heart, right? Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, because out of it are the issues of life. The it is the heart. The heart is the center of your being, okay? It's also your spirit man. These are interchangeable. The heart and the spirit man are synonymous. And the heart is the epicenter of your decision-making. You know, we do rationalize with the mind, but the heart is the gut feeling, and that's going to have the final sway in the decision. But if we're wounded, if we've harbored sin, if we've, you know, if we haven't had a time of refreshing, the cares of this life and the angst of life and anxiety can build up and we get dusty. And that's when we have to have a washing, right? The rest and refreshing spoken of in Isaiah 28, 11. We need to have times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. And I have those routinely. You know, if you're in ministry, man, there's going to be some problems and there's going to be problems coming your way and people are going to share their problems all the time. And if you don't dust them off, you're going to sink. All right. And you might be that family member who everybody comes to, you know, when problems are there and you're like, oh man, I'm sinking. That's when it's time to let go and let Jesus wash you with his word, right? It says you're in John 15, you're clean because of my word, right? And there's many other roles of the Holy Spirit, you know. He regenerates us. It talks about that in Titus 3, 5, by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. We need to be regenerated because the cares and dust of this world gets onto us. And that's another aspect of the Holy Spirit we may not be uh, receiving. He also baptizes us into Christ Jesus at salvation. He also seals us. A seal indicates possession and protection. It's a guarantee of our security in him. And then he indwells us at the point of salvation. So he comes into us uh, when we're saved. He also guides us, teaches us, assists us. 
He provides gifts, spiritual gifts or special abilities for service in his work. And finally, friend, the Holy Spirit can be offended. He can be quenched. He can be grieved. He can be lied against. And he can even be blasphemed. And friend, that's spoken of in Scripture down there in Mark 3.29. And he was lied against in Acts 5.3. And there's many examples here I could go into. A plethora of Scriptures that talk about the role of the Holy Spirit that couldn't be covered in this broadcast. Now, at the end of John 14, in verse 30, Jesus says, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. Friend, does the prince of this world have something in you? <laughs> You'll say, I'm not demon-possessed. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, does he have something on you? Does he have something that you need to let go of, friend? It's that legal access I was telling you about. You need to keep a clean heart before God. All right. Jesus was not accessible by Satan because he didn't buy into the flesh. And he was a typology of us to follow. Okay. And look at verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He repeats what he said in verse 1 of chapter 14 of John. Let not your heart be troubled, friend. Peace is the deposit that the Comforter leaves you with. And we should let peace be our umpire, and we should be guided by it. If we lose it, something is not right. Until tomorrow, good night, God bless, and remember to spread the good news. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button 